0: Welcome to the Newsbusters Podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham.
1: Welcome, welcome, Newsbusters listeners. You are listening to the Newsbusters Podcast. It is Monday, the end of February here. Um, As you can tell, your managing editor, Curtis Huck, that's me, is back again for another episode, filling in for boss Tim Graham, and as always... Joining me now, your associate editor, the man who toils away watching the view for what should be hazardous pay. But, you know, it's not (laughs) Nick Night Train Fondacaro. What's going on, brother? Hey, everybody. What's up? So uh, before we get into the day's news, just wanted to let everybody know uh, we will be at CPAC this year. Yay. So uh, feel free to DM us. uh, Stop by our booth. Um, visit will be there. Our colleagues will be there. Um, Kev- Brent- yeah, so we'll have Kevin there. Tim will be there. Yeah, Tim. Uh, uh, Tieran Rose will be there if you watch any of her videos, Woke of the Week. Um, Peyton from uh, Track is, uh will be there as well. Uh, a bunch of other people. Brent Bozell has a panel with, uh, as of now, the great Larry O'Connor, Kurt Schlichter, and... Uh, Libs of TikTok talking about media bias. And then uh, the new head of FSA, Dan Schneider, formerly the number two at CPAC, the ACU, uh, will be returning uh, to moderate a panel with, I believe, Senator Braun, Ashley Moody, um, and Devin Nunes about tech censorship. We're going to be very busy there. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, we're going to be busy. We're telling Nick, wear good shoes because you're going to be on your feet.
2: I I just want to say, like, I'm really excited about this because, like... The, the last time I went to CPAC, I was still in college and I, now I don't need to wear a suit anymore because I don't need to be a, a college student trying to impress possible employers and the movers and shakers. I get to do the 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 influencer thing a little bit and wear like Sit sneakers, and jeans, just a button up shirt, no tie and a blazer. It's yeah. like the, the the more casual side of business casual.
1: It, it'll be great. So anyway, yeah. please stop by. Yes, it's back in the swamp, but... It is worth it because you get more fun people like us so um yeah message us or stop by our booth yeah um so want to get to the day's news here the most contagious news from the weekend the most contagious news on the weekend and we're going to start with covid if you guys saw the washing or uh, the wall street journal excuse me came out with an exclusive report that has been confirmed by other news outlets that uh, the Department of Energy, the Obama or Biden, excuse me, Department of Energy believes that it is very likely sh- possibility that the COVID virus came from the Wuhan lab of death. How? The, the, I, I,
2: the thing that I don't understand is, is like everybody's just, how, how is it all, this coming from the Department of Energy? <laughs> Right the, department,
1: right, the Department of Energy. Yes. Quote, The U.S. Energy Department has concluded that the COVID pandemic most likely arose from a laboratory leak, according to a classified intelligence report recently provided to the White House and key members of Congress. This, this shift by the Energy Department, which was previously undecided on how the virus emerged, is a noted update to a 2021 document by Director of National Intelligence Averill Haynes' office. Huh. Would you imagine that?
2: Curtis, you were telling me this morning that the the networks actually covered it, like, and they they yeah. actually treated it seriously. Real
1: quick, yeah. I, well, let's uh, let's take a look at that um, to give you a little bit of flavor here. Here is a little bit of NBC's Today. They were all kind of about the same. ABC tried to downplay it a little bit, suggest that oh, it's still not like 100 certainty. Well, yes, of course, because we don't have like direct evidence of this. So as far as we know, so of course it's not 100. You dum-dums um anyway they're trying to make up for you know abc disney owned still trying to do business in china so that's probably Mm -hmm. why they tap the brakes but anyway here is a little bit of today's show just to give you a little bit of flavor of what it was like today
3: turn now to that new intelligence report from the u.s energy department it suggests covid19 likely originated from a laboratory leak in wuhan china nbc's kelly cobia is on that story this morning what can you tell us kelly about these findings how was your weekend? Well, Savannah, we're now nearly three years on from the start of the pandemic, and there are still more questions than answers when it comes to the origins of COVID-19. But this new report uh, suggests that it actually did come from a lab in Wuhan, China, that so-called lab leak theory.
1: Okay, so that was not dismissive. That was not conspiratorial. Although that kind of Talk would have gotten you banned from social media, or at least got put in timeout, and a very stern talking to from Francis Collins and Fauci. Huh. Well, we go over and really look at the, some of the media comparisons at the time. Hat tip to our friend Matthew Foldy. New York Times. Senator Tom Cotton repeats fringe theory of coronavirus origins. Scientists have dismissed suggestions that the Chinese government was behind the outbreak. But it's the kind of tale that gains traction among those who see China as a threat. Chris Saliza at CNN. Rip. Not to Saliza but Saliza's time at CNN. Mm-hmm. Tom Cotton is playing a dangerous game with his coronavirus speculation. His lead sentence. Senator Tom Cotton isn't an infectious disease expert. The Huffington Puffington Post. Don't listen to Senator Tom Cotton about coronavirus. The GOP sprenner, senator has spread misinformation and panic in a weeks-long meltdown over the disease. And then finally, I believe this is Forbes. I can't really say for sure here. Fully cut off the masthead here. Uh, or it might be some other site here. Anyway, Cotton repeats coronavirus conspiracy theory despite evidence. Coronavirus conspiracy theories have predictably spread from the Republican fringe to the Republican mainstream.
2: What, what I'm interested in saying now is you had Rand Paul grilling Fauci on his emails that got released about what he was telling people in the scientific community about shooting down the idea of uh, the, the virus coming from a lab. And now we now we have this. So now this is extra fought like extra ammo, extra fodder in that sort of prosecution or that sort of grilling for the next time he comes to a Senate hearing of like, oh, now we have the bite, the Biden Energy Department saying that there's a strong likelihood that this came from a lab, whether or not it was a bioweapon or just a virus they were studying and it escaped. Because that 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 lab, as they were telling us beforehand or like during the early days of this, had a track record of not handling things safely.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, and as recently as July, Anthony Fauci said on Fox News that he was keeping an open mind about this. Mm Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, Yeah. I, I, I mean, here's the other thing. We do see a little bit, again, kind of like GMA trying to tamp this down. CBS News with Catherine Harridge made this seem pretty serious, which it is. Um, it's a huge story. I mean... Catherine Harridge, former Fox News. Fo- formerly of Fox News. And, you know, to his credit at the beginning of his report by kind of p- poo-pooing it, uh, Terry Moran said, this is arguably the question of our time. Mm. Like, what caused COVID? Yeah. Because it's completely altered the trajectory of our lives and everything... Because it even emanates from it. Yeah,
2: because even when the UN or, or the WHO put out their, that report, even they, they're like, "Here's our report. We China interfered in our investigation, and we 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 don't even trust what we found because of we weren't able to get full access to samples, locations, and right. all this other stuff."
1: Right, and so CNN had a little bit of nonsense. They have Natasha Bertrand reporting on this. Mm -hmm. with uh she was on this morning with uh jim shudo and it's like nothing side note nothing has changed at cnn because of this nonsense the fact that these two jokers are still on the air who Mm -hmm. uh worship at the kiss the feet of the intelligence community and their spin the fact that they still exist in such prominent positions at cnn means nothing has changed over there anyway a couple hours later i want to play this other clip i saw this in my desk today because we all have TVs at our desks um there was this segment this is after john king on inside politics plays a series of clips of Ron, of Rand paul raising concerns about fauci's involvement and in all of this and they're very dismissive of it and there's megan the other woman on, the woman on here is megan rainey who i believe is with brown uh, or one of the schools up there mm. and she uh is very dismissive of it. It's very unhelpful. It's very unhelpful, they say. Let's play this.
0: Is that at all helpful in, in the sense that you're you would like the answer to this question if you could get it um, to, to hear them. It's Dr. Fauci's fault.
3: Give me a break. What I want to concentrate on is how are we gonna build back up health care so that we have adequate numbers of doctors and nurses and other health care providers. I want to know how we're monitoring to make sure that the next animal to human transmission or maybe another unintentional lab leak doesn't happen and doesn't spread. And I want us to have better international cooperation
1: in the public health space. Okay. So yes. Okay. China is the problem. Yes. We know that the onus belongs with China. We know that that's obvious or should be obvious and it's not xenophobic to say that. But then after that, we have to wonder based on eco health alliance and gain of function research. What did Fauci know? Because we've seen emails mm-hmm. already su- with with Fauci, Francis Collins, and their underlings suggest that we need to really tamp down this lab leak theory that's populating on Fox News and other places. We really got to put a stop to this.
2: And we and there was that early email, too, that was out there from, from that from that batch there where uh, somebody had asked Fauci or basically it's like, are, can we 100% confirm that this wasn't from gain of function? And he was basically noncommittal to that to that question
1: right so the way i see this nick is this is another one of those stories where the initial coverage because it's like such a big breaking story or it's something that may have come out of left field for a lot of these people their initial coverage is responsible like we've seen today okay but then you give it some time if they keep reporting on this for another day or two that's when i think we're gonna uh maybe see some more narratives take shape i think um, like we've talked about with a lot, a number of stories, East Palestine, COVID itself. Um, so we'll see if how the narrative changes if they continue to cover this, but I know you had some fun yeah. with this.
2: Yeah. Cause like looking back at it, um, looking at CNN's coverage in particular, back when Fredo, Chris Fredo Cuomo used to be with the network and I I did a a study or not, not a study. I I did a piece back then where back in, uh, was this May of 2020 where he took clips from Tucker Carlson from April 14th and April 17th. And basically was, it was Tucker talking about the, the leak theory and Cuomo was mocking him, basically saying it's like China bad, Obama bad, uh, uh China Obama very bad that that's what he's selling you right and we'll we'll play the clip here in a second but then in May but uh, those clips were from April 14th and April 17th that he played from uh Tucker but he had this to say on April 15th in the same time frame
0: uh oh all right we have breaking news on our watch it is a very provocative headline. I'm just getting it. Let's go through it together in real time. Here's the headline. The United States is pursuing the theory that the virus started in a Chinese lab, not a market. I know the Internet is rife with conspiracy theories and concerns uh, that this was something that was worked on, that was designed. And that's why we don't understand it. Uh, And, you know, as we had to learn from the White House backwards, COVID-19 isn't the 19th version of anything. It was discovered in 2019. That's what it means. But beyond the coding of it, we know very little. And part of the curiosity is we don't know a lot because somebody changed a virus structure enough to make it a mystery for us. Now, what is behind the headline? All right. I think we're going to have to back off about a half a step.
2: Huh. Fredo in his basement he was saying that to keep an eye on the story that it could come from a lab. Uh-oh. Chris, Chris. So literally in the same time frame that Tucker was talking about a lab leak, you had Chris breaking news a report that the the lab leak was a, was a possibility that the US government was looking into and then a f- couple months later he was trying to like basically the, the last month, the month later, just deny that this was a thing.
1: So what you're saying is, you might want to tune into News Nation tonight to see what Cuomo does.
2: Yeah, we'll see what we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> free agent.
2: Maybe someone boost the ratings a couple percentage points, like a half percentage point.
1: Like you personally watching, will probably like send it soaring.
2: Yeah. Oh, and he also does the 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 call in stuff, so I'll try to call in and see uh, <laughs> so see if they'll let me on.
1: Yeah, you might get I mean, some like, hey, cr- like Bill O'Reilly. He might start cursing at you because he knows who you clearly knew who you were. We'll do it live. Yeah, we had, because we had a few instances when you were covering that show where the next day he. Either on with his show, or when it was he and Lamont Tweedledee Tweedledum would
2: would whine about something like the reaction to their show, basically.
1: Yeah, people were saying X, Y, and Z, and it's exactly the kind of thing Nick said. Yeah,
2: because basically I said he had. I wrote that he had an affinity for Antifa, which he does because of the way he like talks glowingly about them. And then he'll he'll go on and whine. He's like, I don't have an affinity for anything. Like that's a very specific word, Chris. (laughs) That's a very Just at me next time Chris
1: Yeah Uh, I don't want to give us attention Mm. Don't want to give us attention Um, So this is definitely a story that we're going to keep Our eyes on See again how the media narrative develops Because this was kind of A sleepy kind of thing that broke on a Sunday night So the networks are just trying to pull something together For Monday So you know they might have Half-assed it a little bit It just kind of Petered it through so we'll see what happens with that um one thing I didn't want to touch on that I did not get to mention in my Fox News appearance on Friday night early Saturday um uh, we talked about the end of the show I was on a panel with uh Kevin Cork and Jackie Banez, Trace Gallagher um Jeff Paul, uh, Nick Hall guy, uh, evangelist down in Kentucky about the Asbury um university revival Hmm. and uh, all the stuff that's been going on there. It went for 16 days. Um, The implications of that, what does it mean? Um, All that kind of stuff. We talked about that, but the one thing I wanted to mention and I didn't get to was the fact that I did a search and there has been no network coverage of this revival. Thousands, tens of thousands of people from around the country Drove through the night, not knowing where they were going to sleep. They wanted to be a part of this revival. No coverage on ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, MSNBC. So what's interesting about this, and and this is the part that I did say on, on Fox, which is this is like a throwback to the kind of stuff you read in history books from like the 1900s or the 1800s. That went through that ripped through the South, at the time, and so uh, it's interesting that the side of uh, you know the the generation that re- that finds history repulsive and that by and large you could say hates the history of this country did a thing that is very much a throwback to the past to the kind of history that they don't really like talking about in schools uh so i just say god has some humor to this um that's just uh that's just me that's just me
2: maybe they would have maybe they would have ran with it if it was like um it was definitely a peaceful gathering but it needed to be fiery for them to cover yeah fiery and mostly
1: peaceful (laughs) yeah it needed to be fiery but mostly peaceful yeah yeah so oh my gosh um well, some other things uh, poking around on the website here. Our uh, boss Tim Graham is working, uh, still working this week. We're just uh, filling in. Um,
2: yeah, we got a very busy week, especially with CPAC coming up. Yeah, we gotta s- juggle a few different things going around.
1: Exactly. So, uh, but he has up at NewsBusters a fun story from Saturday's NBC Nightly News, mm-hmm. where Ali Vitali had a two-minute report about an abortion, bemoaning the. Supposed ban or attempted ban of abortion pills. Okay. There was only there was a two minute report again. Six seconds for the pro life view. One little teeny tiny soundbite. Uh Ali Vitale sounds like she seems like a very nice person. She but she has this like book out about like America's too sexist to elect a fem a woman president. Why haven't we elected a woman president? Boo boo boo. You know, sexism this, sexism that. Okay. So, she's maybe not the best candidate to be doing this because... Don't,
2: just don't put up Hillary Clinton.
1: Yeah, just don't put up Hillary Clinton. You're going you're gonna to get a slanted report. Um, so, you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. You know, it's kind of one of those uh, stories mm-hmm. here. Um, the other thing that we have that's up at the website right now, Fran Rusher showed up at the SAG Awards. Um, it's a, it was a very weird speech. Uh, where she claimed to say that the SAG uh, and all the other unions have forged together uh, a- athletes and or the NFLPA to forge actors and athletes for democracy. We are the greatest influencers on the planet and must promote freedom for our industry. So then everything goes down to the end here. And then they made some stuff about, like, the environment. She talked about how SAG has a Green Council, and it's just going... And their big announcement that was that we're going to, like, save the planet by not using disposable plastics or during movie shoots. You're the Screen Actors Guild. You're not, like, a government body. Right. We don't even need to play this out because it's just so stupid. That's literally their point. Like, a big announcement. It's the biggest effort to save the planet since <sighs> World War II. That was an actual quote.
2: Uh, speaking speaking of sag or things sagging, <laughs> I got my own thing from The View that I'm working on today, which uh, is basically, if you guys had heard, there's been like this movement of censorship where they're going back through um, influential bits of literature, like um, anything by Roald uh, like Willy Wonka and all these other books. And they're like changing things to just make them be less offensive, like they're going... Um Like they're they're removing the gender pronouns from the oompa loompas, um, and surprisingly enough, uh, most of the ladies on the View actually opposed the censorship. Surprisingly, a little bit.
1: it's weird. That was weird.
2: Um. So, but of course, leave it to s- the great Sunny Hostin to be the one to come down in favor of censorship. I got I got a clip of her here, basically claiming to be Sonny Hostin, multimillionaire, she's she's
3: oppressed. Let's take a listen. About the erasure of African-American history today and how white families don't want their children to learn certain things because they will feel like they are the oppressors. And so while all of this sounds wonderful, what isn't wonderful is that if these children don't Um, learn certain things that are uncomfortable Mm -hmm. um, they will you know past can become prologue that being said you know when you think about a book like uh, a James Bond and I'm a huge James Bond fan in his live and let die book in that novel he visits Harlem and he uses the n-word to describe almost every black person that he sees there yeah and in my view the sensitivity of the, edit, uh, the edits now say black man, black woman, black person. I appreciate that. You don't have to call me the n-word for me to understand my oppression. And I think when someone who is oppressed tells you that, I think you should listen. I I, I get it. You
2: you have a bit of a platform just to talk about um, history, like black Anything. history. Yeah, and. She seats this whole conversation in the, the lie that the people are trying to erase Black history. Like that's this whole thing is coming from, and it's just ridiculous. Like they they continue. Like it wasn't just her put. Like most most she was the only one that was uh, for censorship in terms of like uh, the n word in books and different things like that. But historical books. But she, they, they all sort of were just like, oh, yeah, the, still pushing this fake news, this fake narrative about black history being banned from schools.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, it, it's just false. Again, I point this out on recent podcasts. This has to be one of the more odious lies of the left in the last couple of years because it involves education, because it involves the next generation. And how, you know, Nate Hockman at National Review has a piece about this, that, yes, by and large, the left As of now, has won the education war in this country in terms of Mm -hmm. indoctrination and controlling the purse strings, controlling the classroom, controlling curriculums, et cetera, et cetera. Conservatives have started to make headway, but we gave them a huge head start. So, why this matters is this is the new front in this kind of education war. This is the next, I guess, step that the left is taking so it's important to stop their momentum now we can stop this in their tracks uh now because again this and this is so easily disprovable like this is so easily like debunked uh that's why it's really great too why it annoys me but it also encourages me because it's like you guys really are this dumb right like, we can literally send you, like, one link, and this is, like, game over. Like,
2: in Florida... With, with Florida in general, it's like, there's a link that says, this is what we mandate for
1: teaching do a control schools. F. Do a control F. Yeah. And type in slavery.
2: The whole thing is just annoying.
1: Yeah, exactly. It it doesn't make any... Speaking of annoying things, one final thing I want to talk about here, um, unless you have anything else, Nick, is this uh, this thing... On ABC, It's really, really funny. I have a piece up at Newsbusters right now. You want to take a look. Snap benefits are ending, or pandemic snap benefits are ending on Wednesday. Oh, yeah.
2: You would tell me about this. Oh, yes.
1: Okay. So, I mean, this is just amusing to me because, I mean, the economy is not amusing, but it's amusing to me because ABC is trying to have it both ways. Our Kevin Tober has a piece up at Newsbusters from Sundays this week. Uh, mm-hmm. bemoaning the fact that, along with one of their panelists from uh, NPR, uh, ABC and NPR are confused why Americans aren't feeling Biden's good economy. Well, you're trying to say the Biden economy is great. Why aren't people oh, feeling it? Well,
2: and rainbows.
1: Well, then also bemoaning the end of pandemic era food stamps, which you point out in your own reports, Saturday's World News Tonight and Monday's Good Morning America, that it was not meant to be permanent.
2: Yeah. So basically, if the economy is doing so good, why are you upset that people are not getting the extra money that they would need to make stuff uh, like to make ends meet for themselves? So it's like uh, so obviously you, the the economy wouldn't be good if you're saying that they still need these food stamps.
1: Right. It's it, it's it's very bizarre. Uh, like like for it's, exa- it's like they're talking out of both sides of their collective mouths. Right, exactly, exactly. Because um, Rachel Scott in her piece, again, I don't. This is just a one sentence here. She said, "All of this comes at a time when we are dealing with record high inflation. The cost of groceries have gone up." Um, I, I, I mean, like, it, it, the economy is good or it isn't. You know, I mean, ABC, meet ABC News. ABC News meet ABC News. Like I found it, it, your it's, answer. It's the,
2: it's the Spider-Man meme where they're just like pointing at each other.
1: <laughs> I never thought that is exactly. Yeah, it's it like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna add that bat- to the blog. This is literally yeah. a Spider-Man meme in action. Yeah. Why? Yes. First Spider-Man. Why aren't Americans feeling the good Biden economy? Spider-Man two. Uh, food stamps are going down. This is terrible.
2: It's the it's it's the Spider-Man multiverse of economic madness.
1: Oh, there we go. Yes. Um not as emotionally touching (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. okay well I think uh, think that's a good place to uh, To wrap it up (laughs) wrap it up up and web wrap it up and web okay Uh, so uh, we might or may not be back for Wednesday's show but uh if, uh, if we are, we'll have plenty more news to talk about preview of CPAC, and, uh, and I more think studies. we're going to try
2: to do, we might try to do, or Tim is, might try to do a, a, a podcast from CPAC or at least try to interview people and we'll get that see, up to you guys. We'll, we'll see, we'll see. Uh-huh. Um, the, the, it's up in the air. It's we'll, up we'll, we'll in the try. air. It's up in the we'll, we'll air. See. We'll
1: see. At the very least, come by. Come see us. Uh, we'll have uh, all our special reports, some fun quote games. Who said it? If you're a reader of Newsbusters, you should be fine. Uh, you'd have a lot of fun with that. Uh, the folk, ladies planning the booth have some plans for that, some funny signs, pictures of Some games silly people. to play. Yeah. yeah, so we won't be your like typical booth where it's like, here's some pamphlets. Here's
2: some, here's some pamphlets, some keychains, a shirt. But uh, yeah. Anyway, well, you can come meet us there. We'll sign autographs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mm, We'll give you our business cards. All right. All right. So, as Boss Tim Graham likes to say, come to Newsbusters once, twice, twenty-four times a day. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.